WVUA-FM, Tuscaloosa. Any opinions expressed in this program are those of the host and do not represent the thoughts or opinions of 90.7 WVUA or the University of Alabama. Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 8 of Pulse of the Nation. And Kevin McCarthy... He is trying everything within his power to prevent a, to even get a continuing resolution to fund the government, which again is dead on arrival in the Senate, considering the fact that as of the day of this recording, there are four days left to a shutdown. By the time this episode comes out, the federal government may have already been shut down. So right now he is going through trying to do everything in his power to not only do something to keep the government open with a lot of conservative policy proposals, but also to potentially keep his speakership intact, which, let me be completely honest, there have been a lot of questions ever since Kevin McCarthy failed the first ballot on January 3rd, and it took him 15 ballots and four days to even become the Speaker of the House. But more on that later. We need to focus on what happens now. We need to focus on, okay, the federal government is likely going to shut down because there are enough Republicans who are going to oppose basically anything to fund the government and who want government spending to be reduced significantly. And they want to shrink the size of government or whatever it is they say. Plus, Representative Matt Gates, the Republican from Florida who's likely to run f- to replace Ron DeSantis as Florida's governor in 2026, pretty much announced on the House floor the day before recording that he was going to file a motion to vacate the chair and he essentially dared Democrats to save Kevin McCarthy's speakership. So we need to ask a few questions, the first of which, what is a motion to vacate? Well, a motion to vacate the chair is essentially America's version of a vote of no confidence. Essentially, per the current rules of this Congress, the, I believe, the 118th Congress, a motion to vacate can be filed by any member of the House of Representatives. And that was one of the major concessions the House Freedom Caucus got from Kevin McCarthy, is that the limit of for a motion to vacate is just one representative could file it. And that would trigger a no-confidence vote in the speakership. So essentially, what happens in the motion to vacate the chair is if a majority, not a supermajority, but a majority of the House of Representatives vote to vacate the chair. In this case, with a full attendance in the United States House, that would be 212 Democrats and six Republicans. But that's not the case, is it? because there are two seats that are vacant right now. One for the Republicans in Utah, one for the Democrats in Rhode Island. So that would be, you have 433 members of the House, so that would be 211 Democrats and, well, still six Republicans. But right now, there are some absences here. You have Anna Paulina Luna. She's on the, the hard-right Republican from Pinellas County, Florida. She's on maternity leave. 
as she I think just birthed her child a couple of months ago or something like that. So she's on maternity leave right now, so she can't be there. She would probably be a vote to vacate the chair. She is posted that she would be on the side of people like Corey Mills, Matt Gates, and people like that who were vehemently opposed to funding to essentially funding the federal government through a continuing resolution or a short-term spending bill. She was also one of the major ones against the uh, debt limit package that was, you know, negotiated over the summer that led to a lot, a lot of negotiations, a lot of discussions about whether the House Freedom Caucus would vacate the chair. That was brought on by Representative Chip Roy of Texas. Now, he is not one of the people that would vote against a continuing resolution. He and Scott Perry, the chair of the House Freedom Caucus, he's from Pennsylvania, and a couple of others, I think Andrew Clyde of Georgia as well, they have been key figures in actually negotiating with Kevin McCarthy about something that they could support. But, you know, there's been a lot of just absolute clownery. I can't even begin to describe what it is to fail multiple rule votes on the same bill in one week <laughs> in one week because that's what kevin mccarthy had to endure with funding for i believe the pentagon which if you're failing a rule vote that means you fail to vote on whether to move the bill to a debate that means you voted against the rules package for this when john banner's you know when john Boehner had to be bailed out of rule votes by democrats before uh, that was a sign that his speakership was about to end and he was going to be replaced by Paul Ryan. When Kevin McCarthy does it, uh, nothing yet, but it's, the signs don't look good. He had to be bailed out of the debt limit rule vote by 40 or so Democrats, and he failed two rule, he failed two rule, rule votes last week. So, it, <laughs> I mean, no wonder Matt Gates is going to file a motion to vacate the chair. Y'all but said it. So there's that situation. And who would support this motion to vacate? Well, we don't know what the Democrats are going to do because this would be the key figure. So you have to assume that all 212 Democrats are not going to vote to save Kevin McCarthy's speakership. And if they do, one, they would have to get major concessions from Kevin McCarthy that would pretty much alienate him from a significant chunk of the Republican caucus. And two, it would probably be political malpractice on the Democrats' part to get involved in that sort of manner with, you know, supporting and propping up a speaker from the opposite party. That wouldn't just, that wouldn't be good PR, I don't think. Mainstream media might like it, but I don't think the Democratic Party base would. So, in this case, you assume all 212 House Democrats do not vote to keep Kevin McCarthy in speaker state. They vote for a motion to vacate. So Matt Gates says he's going to file it. And he in his fundraising emails, he said this isn't Biden's fault, this isn't Trump's fault, this isn't Schumer's fault, this ain't McConnell's fault. It's Republican leadership's fault, i.e. Kevin McCarthy's fault. And he is pretty much now trying to actively build support amongst the Republican caucus for a motion to vacate. He's not going to get very far but he doesn't really have to get far. All he really has to do is essentially what the Cardinals did last week, and that is win one football game out of 17. That's all he needs to do is the equivalent of that. 
and he might do it because depending on the absences in the house right now, and there are quite a few absences I'm not going to get into right now, but you know, depending on the absence, as little as like four Republicans could vote for a motion to vacate. And all of a sudden, Kevin McCarthy is no longer the speaker. And who would support a motion to vacate? Well, Representative Dan Bishop has previously said that he wouldn't file a motion to vacate, but if it was filed, he would support it. You have Representative Ralph Norman of South Carolina. You have Representative Andy Biggs and Eli Crane of Arizona you have to talk about. Maybe Representative Paul Gosar of Arizona as well. You also have to talk about, you know, maybe not likely now, Representative Chip Roy you have to watch. Freshman Representative Andy Ogles from Tennessee you have to watch. Maybe Representative Tim Burchett of Tennessee as well as someone to watch. Lauren Boebert of Colorado. Ken Buck of Colorado is someone to watch as well. Potentially Victoria Sparks of Indiana potentially might be on the watch list as well. Bob Good of Virginia is someone that should definitely be on the watch list. So that would be like if like less than half of them voted for a motion to vacate, then Kevin McCarthy would be out of the speakership. And that is why I cannot envy. I do not envy the job that Kevin McCarthy has right now. Now, like I cannot. I cannot because it is a really hard thing to do. Like you can negotiate within the Republican caucus, but within this Republican caucus, having to negotiate between, you know, representatives in Biden won districts, which is your front line. Like, your House majority is built on Biden won districts and, you know, racist gerrymandering. Let's be completely honest. That's another thing. And that is something that Kevin McCarthy isn't going to have in 2024. But those are for future considerations. We have to talk about right now. You have Biden, rep Biden district representatives in California and New York that you have to worry about them winning re-election. You also have to consider in the fact that if like five or so Republicans don't think you should be speaker, then you're not going to be speaker anymore. So you are in a bind. Like I again, I don't envy Kevin McCarthy because he is in a bind right now. The fact that he has survived the speaker for this song is pretty impressive, probably because no one has had the guts to file the motion to vacate yet. But Matt Gates has already said he would. So let's say that a motion to vacate is filed. The House votes on it, and Kevin McCarthy is booted from the speakership. What would happen? Well, Kevin McCarthy's still in the House of Representatives. He, you know, he would still be a House member. He wouldn't be expelled from membership or anything like that. But one thing to know about the House of Representatives is that the House cannot, cannot, cannot conduct any business whatsoever unless there is a Speaker of the House elected and present. All right, that's why they voted for so long on a speakership election from January 3rd to the wee morning hours of January 7th. Because you cannot do anything in the U.S. House of Representatives. You cannot read bills. You cannot debate bills. You cannot pass bills. You can't refer them to committees. You can't do nothing unless there is a Speaker of the House presence. So if there's no speaker, the House immediately has to go to finding a new speaker of the House. That is a first order of business that there's not a speaker present. Get a speaker elected. And who would be that speaker? Well, Garrett Grace of Pennsylvania is 
one among them. And speaking of Garrett Graves, he might be about to do a pro gamer move because he he said to CNN reporters a few days before this recording that he was going to that he had a draft motion to vacate as well that he has drafted. And he was saying that he could probably file it just to get this done and over with. Just to see, you know, essentially daring the far-right members of the House Freedom Caucus to boot Kevin McCarthy from the speakership. Now, (laughs) oh, Garrett Grace, man, that's just stupid. I'm sorry, that's just stupid. Because remember, this same exact thing by someone, we go to the United Kingdom, someone who was anti-Brexit filed that motion for a bre- for whether to have a Brexit referendum. And the fortunate thing for that guy was, and I believe that guy was David Cameron, correct me if I'm wrong, or someone aligned with David Cameron's uh, conservative uh, premiership, but eventually what had happened was that backfired and the Brexit referendum got a majority in the House of Commons and it ended up passing and he had a Brexit referendum and the UK decided to leave Brexit by four points. They, well, they didn't leave Brexit. They did Brexit. They left the European Union. English. English. Learn it, Brayden. Learn it. <laughs> oh, Lord. Now, what also has to be learned is the fact that Kevin McCarthy is just, he, again, if he loses a motion to vacate, that's his political career gone. Because everything that he's done up to this point, all the politicking, all the, you know, kissing up to Marjorie Taylor Greene and, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene aligning herself with McCarthy, all of that has served a purpose for Kevin McCarthy to become Speaker. That is his ambition. That's his lifelong political ambition, to be Speaker of the House. It took him 15 ballots and four days to get there, just to be Speaker, just to have the title. And a lot of people were saying this, you know, at the beginning of his Speakership. He has the title of Speaker, but he doesn't have the power. Like, for God's sakes, Matt Gates is helping run things now deciding agendas like oh they're gonna vote on specific spending bills that you know might actually get passed from the u.s house of representatives potentially like yay you can finally pass something in the house of representatives yay congratulations for doing the most basic form of governance that the house of representatives can do is pass bills move them along to the senate or maybe pass the senate but like <laughs> You're patting yourself like the Republican caucus was clapping for passing a roll vote. Like, how bad do things have to get when you have to applaud yourselves for passing a roll vote? Which should be about as straightforward as the Dolphins scoring 70 points on the Broncos last week, for God's sakes. Ugh. Y'all. Like, do you you have to understand? The absolute clownery that has to occur when you have to applaud yourself t- for passing something that should be a given. That is how bad things are in the U.S. House of Representatives right now. So, given what I've laid out, given that I've said, you know, 
everything I need to say about the process of a motion to vacate. If it fails, McCarthy becomes speaker, passes, House has to elect a new speaker immediately. So who could be the contenders? Well, I said Garrett Gray's already he's in House, you know, House Republican leadership. There's also the possibility that you know someone like a Tom Cole from Oklahoma could be considered. He got, I think, some votes. There could be Jim Jordan of Ohio potentially. I, <laughs> like, good God, if Jim Jordan becomes the Speaker of the House, Democrats will automatically get like a like. Tens of millions of dollars of new funding from their from their donor base, like just pretty much on the spot because Democrats loathe that guy. Not just on policy matters, but morally as well. And I'm not going to get into all the allegations of turning away from you know sexual assault and abuse that may have occurred when he when Jim Jordan was a wrestling coach at Ohio State. That part's been done to death already. But you know. Jim Jordan's name has been flown out there. I think he's the chair of the Judiciary Committee. So, you know, you know, you have to consider his name as well. You have to consider names like Scott Perry. You have to consider, you know, maybe just some random representative like Kelly Armstrong from North Dakota. He's a chair of the Main Street Caucus, potentially. But if he gets elected, that would have to be as a consensus speaker. He'd have to get Democrats on side. And that leads us to the next possibility. Possibility that Democrats and some Republicans could join forces to elect a consensus speaker. Now, there was a lot of this talk that was happening you know, in January when Kevin McCarthy was failing miserably to become Speaker of the House in the first 14 ballots, which may I remind you, that was the longest speakership election. It took the most ballots of any speakership election in the post-Civil War era. You have to go all the way back to December 1859 to February 1860 to see a speakership election that took more ballots. I... Like, let us remind ourselves of how historically embarrassing that was for McCarthy and his leadership team in the House Republican Caucus. And the U.S. House of Representatives more broadly, may I add. Well, you have that, and now you have this talk about, you know, a consensus speaker, which will come up again should Kevin McCarthy be removed. Like, like you could see, like... Maybe, again, like I said, a Brian Fitzpatrick, a Republican from a Biden 1 district in Pennsylvania. Or, say, like a Mike Lawler. God love him if he, he, as a freshman representative from New York, becomes a Speaker of the House. Or maybe they just bring in someone outside of the U.S. House. Because remember, a Speaker of the House does not have to be a U.S. House member. Like, there is a reason why I think it was Matt Gates nominated and voted for Donald Trump on one of the ballots. I'm looking through uh I'm looking through right now here and uh yeah let me just go through like and then on the ballots here. Like again, like does Kevin McCarthy have the votes to become to remain the Speaker of the House should a motion to vacate be filed? I don't think he does. Like, I honestly think that there are enough Republicans out there to end up 
to end up, you know, removing Cameron McCarthy from the speakership. So, yeah, Matt, it was Matt Gates who nominated Donald Trump on the 7th and 8th ballots. So just letting y'all know that. So, you know, if Donald Trump loses the 2024 presidential election, yet Republicans keep the House of Representatives, then who knows? Seriously, who knows how these things could go? Because things could get extremely chaotic, even more chaotic than they already are in the House of Representatives, should Kevin McCarthy go. So how many ballots would it take to elect a speaker? Hopefully less than 15. But considering the House, considering the way that the 118th Congress has worked, you cannot take it out of the question that that could be yet another long speakership election. And that is something that Democrats would absolutely relish. Let me tell you why Democrats would, because if they can paint the House Republican majority as chaotic and unable to govern, that gives them more ammo in the 2024 presidential elections. It's just basic politics here. Why would they help the Republican Party to squabble or to what is the word I'm looking for? Squash squabbles in the Republican Party. Why would the Democratic Party help Kevin McCarthy do that? Why would they do that? as a, just a basic function of electoral politics. They wouldn't because they know that if Kevin McCarthy continues to flail around or if he's removed from the speakership and we have multiple ballots to elect a speaker again, then that can only help the Democrats' chances in 2024. can only hurt the Republicans' chances in 2024. Speaking of those chances, again, next week, we're going to have a guest from UA College Republicans Give us his case for why Republicans will be able to do well in 2024. And that is where I'm going to end this episode because, folks, it's only going to get more chaotic from here in the U.S. House of Representatives. So next week, I'll probably update y'all on what's been going on with the House because, again, there's been a lot. So we'll end this episode here. Thank y'all for watching Season 2, Episode 8 of Pulse of the Nation. We'll be back here tomorrow with Bob Menendez. Oh, good Lord. Have I got a lot to say about Bob Menendez, a Democratic senator from New Jersey. But will he be a senator any longer? Get my take tomorrow. Any opinions expressed in this program are those of the host and do not represent the thoughts or opinions of 90.7 WVUA or the University of Alabama. WVUA-FM, Tuscaloosa.